0: Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. This is Arthur Perley Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. You know we got to know how to apply the Word of God to our lives in order to see the promises of God manifested in our lives. And we're going to go on the inside today. We're going to talk about wandering (laughs) in the wilderness what is it that God has asked you to do (laughs) what excuse are you making not to do what God is saying (laughs) you know there's no condemnation here this podcast is for mature audience only it's truly for those who want to eat meat 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 we're going to put on our big girl and big boy pants and suck it up and uh just do what the word of God says. How many of you know he chastised those that he loved? Okay, so um we're gonna pray first, Father. We just thank you for being together in the midst of us, Lord God. You said we're two or three are joined together. There you are, right here with us, Lord. I ask that you'll know my lips of clay as I yield my members to you, Father. For you say well, we yield our members to, that's what we serve it to Therefore I yield my members, my vocal cords, my voice, my will my way, my want. Lord, I just come before you and I say, I surrender. Holy Spirit, I give you permission to use my lungs, to use me, Father, in whatever way you see fit that that represents who you is. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Father God, I thank you again so much. And you guys already know I'm just, I'm kind of stuck. Look <laughs> Like the Lord has got me stuck in the wilderness talking about the children of Israel. We know um, how when the Lord... Um, Led them into the wilderness. It was supposed to be an eleven-day journey, but it it took them forty years, and they they died out. The Lord allowed them to die out in the wilderness. It wasn't even uh, it was their doubt that kept them out. He said they could not enter in because of their unbelief. And um, you know, they they had greater signs and wonders than we did. right? they 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 knew about God, but they didn't have a relationship uh, with God and. And so even though he, the, the, he, they had the cloud that they could physically see with their eyes during the day, and they had the fire at night that they could physically see with their natural eye, um, uh, they still, because they had no root in themselves, like the parable of the sower talks about, um, when the cares, as soon as uh, every, they lived from one miracle to the next miracle, because they had no root in themselves, they didn't have a relationship with him, so they was living off of miracles. How many of you know it's the evil? Jesus said it's the evil and wicked generation is always seeking a sign. Thomas so said, "I won't believe. I won't believe unless I can touch. Put my hand in the hole." And he said, "Go on and touch." And he said, "Go on and touch." He said, "But you more it's more blessed if you can believe without seeing." You know, it's an evil and a wicked generation is always have to see something to believe something. Because really what we're saying to God is when we're saying, Lord, uh, give me a miracle. Lord, give me a sign. What we're really saying is, Lord, I won't believe you unless I see you. I won't believe you, and I'll believe you when you do it. I'll believe it when I see it. Really, that's really what we're saying. And and, and we know, according to the Word of God, teaches us and it tells us that without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? Isn't that what he say? Without faith? It's impossible to please God. Um, Why is this? Because when we don't believe God, we call him a liar. Yes, I said that. Isn't that what that is? If if you're constantly sitting up telling me something and I'm saying, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Isn't that what I'm calling you? A liar? Without faith, it's impossible to please God because we must first believe that he does exist. And then they, not only that he exists, but he's also a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Are you diligently seeking the Lord or are you just always trying to test him? Test him. Lord, I don't believe you unless you I won't believe you unless you give me a sign. Evil in a, a wicked generation seeks a sign because you're saying, Lord, and I'll believe it when I see it. That's to please God is to believe God. OK, and to act on what he says. Because without faith, it's impossible to please him. So with faith, that's how you please him. Having faith in what he say. And how do we know if we really believe what he say? Well, how many of you know the actions, If they really do speak louder than words. Because we act on what we believe. For the body will do what the mind tell it to. That's the apostle Paul says, I, I, you know, a wretched man, am I, when I want to do good, it's like evil is always present. So how do I stop being like this? He said, okay, well, I, I, I understand this. It's with my mind that I serve the law of God, but it's with my flesh that I serve the law of sin. So this is why Romans 12 and 2 tell us, be not conformed, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? Because we got to change our mindset to change where we're at. So here they are stuck in the cycle. And I'm not talking about generational curses right now. I'm talking about us just wandering in the wilderness, just being stuck in our ways. The children of Israel, they were stuck so stuck in their ways that they, they was in God's way. They being stuck, make sure, make sure you're not stuck in your ways. We must be able to be led by the Spirit of God by being sensitive to the Spirit of God, having a relationship. A relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, spending time with him in his word, in his worship, and then being obedient to what he say, asking God for his wisdom, acknowledging him in all our ways. He's not the man upstairs. As born again believers, the spirit of the living God lives in our body. The word of God tells us that our body is the temple of in Corinthians, I believe uh, 1 Corinthians 6. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The spirit of the living God lives down on the inside of us. God, as born again believers, the spirit of God is not, God is not just with us. God is not just for us, but God is in us. Can you, can you meditate on that just for a second? That his body, we've been bought with the price, the word of God tells us. And he said, we're not our own. We're not our own. We've been bought with the price. This is this. The spirit lives inside of our body. The body is the house, the vehicle in which the Holy Spirit of God moves and operates within the earth. So, if you know, and this is why I say that we need to be conscious of God's presence, being God conscious. When we're God conscious, we will be slow to speak, quick to hear. And we will be conscious of the way we treat other people because, oh, God is here. Just because people can't see, don't mean God can't see. Just because people can't hear, don't mean God can't hear. He's omnipotent and omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time and He knows every single thing. So there they was. What is it that you're stuck? Are you stuck in the wilderness? What is it that God has told you to do? What is it that God has told you to possess? And we're saying, well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. No, the Lord is waiting on you. Jesus said it's already finished, meaning it's already done. But he said to the children of Israel, I'm giving you the, uh, the land of Canaan. Go in and possess it. It's a land that's flowing with good milk and honey. It's a good land. Caleb said it's a good land. It's not an evil land. Just because the giants are there, and just because obstacles are there, and just because the devil is there to resist you when you come in faith because it's the word he's trying to steal. The Bible says immediately after the seed is on Satan is coming to steal the word. Listen to my podcast. What is it that the devil wants? We need to know what it wants. He comes to steal, kill and destroy. Jesus tells us in John 10, 10, right? So then the parable of the sower and (coughs) excuse me, it tells us exactly what he's coming to do immediately after the seed is on Satan is coming to steal the word. Why? Because the word of God is our weapon of warfare. And if we don't know the word, we don't know God because God and his word is one. We can know about God. But if we don't have a relationship with God, we're not going to have faith to act on what he said because we really don't believe it. Do you just know about God or do you have a relationship with God? Do you have a revelation of Jesus Christ? Do you have a rhema? Is he rhema? Is he real to you? Or is he just a religion? Is he just the man upstairs? Is he is he separate from your life? Or he is he in your life? For those who are the sons of God are led by the spirit of the living God. We have the ability to be led. The Proverbs tells us, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways. He said, all your ways acknowledge God and he will direct your path. Depart from evil. Now, be not wise in your own eyes and depart from evil. So when I'm trying to figure it out on my own without the counsel of God, without the wisdom of God, without first seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness, when I don't know the word of God, I don't know the will of God. Right. So when I'm trying to make a decision and I have none of that in operation, that's me doing it on my own without the counsel of God, without the wisdom of God, without the understanding of God. This is me trying to figure out. Now, God now God gives you a mandate. He, tell, he gives you an assignment. He tells you what to do. But then you think that you got to figure out how to do what he's asked you to do. <laughs> no, the same person that told you, you know, that gave you the assignment, that's the same person that you go back to for the instructions on how to do whatever it is they have asked you to do. We understand this in the natural when we go start on a job. Um, we know that we have to be trained. We have to be trained to do things their way. There's a certain way that they do things. There's a, you know, we have they have protocol. There's a, So we understand in the natural. We we go to them too. We go to the orientations. We say, well, we got to be trained for a whole week. We understand that. We understand that I have to be taught how to do what they want me to do. <laughs> and so the Lord is saying. You can't I, I created you. Okay, before the foundations of the world. I knew you. I'm telling you, you are a God ideal. You're here because it was God's ideal. And God knew you. He 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 knew who you was gonna be. He knew who he who we had created to be. He know what he has put inside of us. We have everything that pertains to life and godliness living on the inside of us. I like to say we're fully loaded. We got the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. If we've been accepted, Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. So here they are. He already told them. God has already told you you know, what he's called you to do. He's, you, you've got this word in your belly. He's, he's, you know, had some people to come and confirm to you what, what it is, or you even know what it is that you're good at. You know what your gifts, you know what your talents are, but then we don't see, we don't see how we're going to need God to accomplish what it is that he, he put inside of us. Lean not to your own understanding, quit trying to figure it out. I don't want you trying to figure out how to do what I ask you to do. I want you to submit yourself unto the mighty hand of the Lord. And then you can resist the devil and he'll flee. I, I will give you what you need. Ask me for wisdom, says the Lord, and I will not rebuke you. I'm not going uh, to make you feel ignorant because you don't know what to do. Come ask me. I want you to ask me how to do what I ask you to do. Well, how do you want this done? But when we, some people won't come to God because they don't see a need for God. So he's this, he's this man upstairs and we'll, you know, we'll talk about him here and there, but we really don't have a revelation of Jesus Christ. He said, "Um, Peter, you know, Jesus like, well, he was talking to the disciples. He said, well, who do you guys say that I am? And some say you the Elijah, some say you're a prophet. And, but Jesus said, but Peter, who do you say? I am. He said, you're the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. He said, Peter, the flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. Do you have a revelation of Jesus Christ? Is he real in your life? I I just want to stop here for a second, for a minute. Do you just know about God or do you have a relationship with God? Jesus said, If you are my... If you continue my word, you are my disciples indeed. John 8, 32. If you continue my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. What is it that the truth sets us free from? The truth will always set us free from a devil's lie. Because the devil is a liar. The Bible tells us that the devil... Is a liar. He don't just lie. He is a liar. He gives he gives birth to every lie that has been born. Okay. He is the father of lies. He carries the seed. He sows the seed of doubt. He sows the seeds of lying. He sows the seeds of confusion. He's the author of confusion. You know, so he is a liar. He tells lies. And every error in our life when we're not doing what the Lord tells us to do, every area in our lives where there's an addiction, stronghold, a bondage, every area in our lives where we're living contrary to what God say is an area in our lives where we're believing what the devil say. <laughs> you know. Hey, but the good news is, because you know what? The gospel is the good news. The good news is that Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will set, will set your mind free from the lies of the enemy. Who the son set free is free indeed. It was for this very purpose that the son of God was manifested to destroy all of the works of the devil. And sin as believers, sin has no dominion over us because he has redeemed us from every curse of the law. So it don't. In other words, sin has no dominion over me anymore. I don't. In other words, I don't have to do it. When we sin, we just do it because we choose to do it. Because we don't have... Unless you're demon-possessed, we have control over our choices. We have control over our bodies. But when you're demon-possessed, that's spirit, soul, and body. You, you're going to do whatever the devil tells you to do, and that thing needs to be cast out of you. But sin still sin has no dominion over us but whoever we yield our members to our body to that's who we're serving to If we yield our members to righteousness the bible says that we're living uh, we're, we're, we're submitting it to the lord and if we, if we're we yield our members to unrighteousness then we're submitting it to the evil one to the devil who have we yield our members to how many know that life is choice and not love is choice and not force it was for God's so love that he gave he gave us his only begotten son. God gave his life so we can live his life, not our own life. Jesus said, I only do what I see my father do. I only say what I hear my father say. And when he was in the garden, because he, he knew. <laughs> he knew. He knew everything that he was going to have to endure. He knew about the cross. He knew about the nine tails. He knew about the... The, the, the spirit, his side being pierced with the spirit. He knew everything. He knew everything. He was all knowing. He knew everything. He knew the whole entire story. He knew everything. He had a flesh, y'all. He came in the flesh. He who knew no sin became sin so that we could be made the righteousness of God in in Christ Jesus in the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God the word how many of you know the Bible said that the word became flesh and it dwelt among men he had a flesh a flesh man Adam by one man's disobedience we were all made unrighteousness it was because of what Adam did when he sinned. by one man's disobedience we was all made unrighteousness that's why we were born into sin because the seed came came through the man, right? So, but by one man, Jesus Christ, Jesus' obedience, the Bible says, we were all made righteous, right? So, in other words, Jesus had to come and undo everything the devil did. So, everything Adam did, Jesus had to come and undo. They ate from a tree, Jesus died on a tree. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm talking about, what is it? um I'm, I'm, what is it that he has actually are you wandering in the wilderness he said i need you I, I need you to leave this place abraham i need you to get up what if abraham would have said well no no lord not right now i need to wait for it for this i need to wait for my husband to retire i need to wait for i need to wait till i retire first lord you know i'm almost finished um i need to wait to um I need to wait till uh, my kids get grown or I need to wait for this Lord. I need, no, that's not, that wasn't what the word was. He said, get up and go, leave this place. He said, get up and leave this place. You need to move from this place. And he got up and went. See, Abraham wasn't called a friend of God because he was perfect. Abraham was called a friend of God because he trusted him. let me ask you this do your friends have to be perfect for them to be to be your friends my friends ain't perfect and i know i ain't perfect so i'm i'm somebody somebody gets to me a friend and i'm not perfect okay so there you have it so do your friends have to be perfect to be your friends well god knows that he created man right (laughs) so he, he he abraham It wasn't because he was perfect. It was because he he believed God. And it was because of his faith, because it was counted unto him as righteousness. And that's why he was called the friend of God. And then, you know, we have David, and God knows all the stuff that he did. He lied, he sl- he committed adultery, he killed this Like had this husband, uh, he had this woman husband set up so he can he had Uriah set up so he could, could be killed, had him put him on the front line. David just plot plans, scheme, did all kinds of wicked evil stuff. But the Lord said David was a man after his own heart. Wow. Why did he say that? Because David was quick to repent. it's so important that we tell people the truth it's so important that we tell people the truth because without correction we open ourselves up to deception for there is a way that seemeth right unto a man but the end thereof it leads to death just because you think something is right does not necessarily mean it's right. That's why there's count on safety in the multitude of counsel that everybody needs somebody in their life that they can bounce stuff off of and say, listen, here, I want you to test this. Tell me, what, what is this? What you think about this? What's your, what is the counsel of God? And we need to be getting some godly counsel because blessed is he who sits not in the seat of the ungodly. You know, God wants a godly counsel. We want the wisdom of God. We want the counsel of God. God, what is, what is your word? What is your word? What does your word say concerning um, this situation? What does your word say concerning this issue? What's, what's the counsel of God? What's the what the counsel? The word of God is the counsel of God, which is the wisdom of God. We need to know what is the wisdom of God concerning the situation. Why am I stuck in the same city when you told me to leave years ago? Why am I stuck at the same job when you told me to quit 10 years ago? Why am I stuck in this, in this same situation, in the same place, dealing with these same people when you already told me to separate myself from them? Why am I still stuck living life the same way? Why am I stuck in this pattern It's like I'm just circling in the same circle. I'm ending up in the same place. I'm wondering, are you wandering in the wilderness? Are you stuck in the wilderness? Have you grown in submission to your condition? has it become your normal you know that it's not really good and you say all the time that i'm i'm going to go i'm going to change why haven't you gone to school why haven't you written a book why haven't you witnessed to your neighbor why haven't you i don't know why haven't you started that ministry why haven't you started that church why haven't you started that business well, i mean i don't know what is, what is it whatever it is that the lord has told you to do why haven't you done what he told you to do he, he told him, he said, come follow me. And one of the men said, Well, I, I need to go back home and I need to bury my father first. So let the dead bury the dead. You know, in other words, come on. You, right now, this is the most important thing. Following me is more than anything. There's not an excuse that we can give God for not doing what he's asked us to do. Mo, Abraham couldn't, there was no excuse for Abraham. He couldn't give, he couldn't, couldn't give God an excuse. That would be greater than his command. What excuse do you have that's greater than God's command? He told Jonah. He said, I need you to go to Tarnish. And I need you to preach to the people so they'll repent. But Jonah wanted to. He did. He despised. They were Samaritans. Oh, they're not going to repent. They're evil and all this kind of stuff. And, um, but he wanted to do what he wanted to do. He wanted to go to Nineveh. He didn't want to do what God said to him. And when we don't do what God say do, we re, we're, we're in rebellion. We're in rebellion. What we do is we look at our lives and we measure it to the word of God because the word of God is the standard and it has to be our absolute truth. There is no compromise. God does not compromise. And the only thing that he understands is that we're not doing what he's saying. He said, I said before you this day, life, death, blessings, and curses, and you get to choose. We get to choose what we want to do. God is not going to ask you to do something that he, that he knows that you only got faith to do, really. I mean, when he comes to you with it, this is why he talked to Peter. <laughs> he knew Peter <laughs> had a revelation. He said, Peter, what do you say? He just singled him out, right? It was Peter, wasn't it Peter that walked on the water? Come, Lord. If if you you know, if it's really you, then bid me come. In other words, I want to do what you do. If it's really you, then I should be able to do what you do. (laughs) It, you know. So, what I'm saying is, stop wandering in the wilderness. It's not the devil that's keeping you out because the devil is defeated and Jesus is already Lord. It's our doubt that's keeping us out. And and this is the mind, the battleground of the mind. I don't know whatever lie that the devil is telling you to make you believe that God's word is not true. But Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 10 tells us we got to cast down those evil imaginations and those thoughts that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. And we need to bring those thoughts those evil thoughts, those thoughts that's contrary to God and obedience to the word of God. So what are you talking about? That's I'm talking about warfare. That when those, when a devil brings a thought to your mind, when he's telling you that you can't, remember that God said you can. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Um, whenever his thoughts, he's speaking contrary to God's will, to God's way, to what God wants, then we got to cast down those thoughts. You know, we have to get rid of those thoughts and say what God say. You know, I don't receive it. I don't accept it. You know, I believe the report of the Lord. You know, the, the uh, when Moses sent the 12 spies in, 10 came back with an evil report. These leaders, they were leaders. They were chief leaders. He he chose 12 uh, men from the 12 different tribes. And the Lord said, let them be chiefs. Let them be leaders. And, and so the leaders, 10 of the leaders came back with an evil report. Saying we can't take the land. You know, the land is just like God said. It is a land flowing with milk and honey. And they brought back the grapes. Look how big they are. It's plentiful. You know, but. And I, and I did a podcast on this other day. That whenever we see but, look for doubt. <laughs> whenever we see however, look for doubt. There's no buts in God. His word must be our absolute truth. Lest we find ourselves wandering, wondering, wondering circling in the wilderness are you stuck in the wilderness are you stuck in a place in your life that you don't want to be in are you stuck you're saying lord i gotta get up out of this place you told me to go to school 10 years ago and i still haven't gone you told me to apply for that promotion a year ago and i still haven't done it but go back listen to my podcast the devil uh this delay tactics how the devil would throw things up, put out to put things in our way to delay us, to distract us, to take us off course. They, there they were. And, and you know what? And even though they were wandering in that wilderness for 40 years, God was still faithful to his word because he, this, he was still supplying them with what, all their needs. They did not grow their shoes. They did not grow their clothes. And they still ate. <laughs> but they wasn't living the abundant life. <laughs> they wasn't experiencing... Um, the, the, what God, the fullness of the Lord, what God wanted for them because they were stuck in their way. How many of you know that when people, you see people stuck in their ways, it's a mindset. It's a mindset stronghold. I did this podcast. Are you stuck in your thoughts? It's a mindset stronghold. It's our thoughts. We have to change our mindset to change where we're at. Be not conformed, but transform. By the renewing of your mind, Romans 12 and 2. Be not conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We have to change where we're at by changing our mindset. I'm getting ready to end it here. If you find yourself circling, just go, go back to the Word of God and see what the Word of God says about where you're at. Spend time getting to know God because our obedience to God comes out of our love for God. Remember Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me, right? There's no condemnation uh, what we'll do today is just spend more time uh, in His presence, worshiping Him, praising Him, reading His word, seeking His face, fasting, uh, and asking God for His wisdom. I'm in it here. This again. This is Arthur Prolly e. Martin. Keep looking for the good in your day, so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Okay.